Welcome to the Lose Your Cravings podcast, taking a different approach to reducing your cravings once and for all with your host, Kisa Amaro, Certified Integrative Health Coach. Well, welcome back, my friends. I'm Kisa Amaro, and I help ambitious women manage their emotional eating and cravings without deprivation or complicated meal plans so that they can show up fully in their life and their career. And you guys, I know that for many of us, nighttime eating can be a real struggle. The feeling of being out of control around food at night is not easy to deal with, but I've got some great news for you today. If you've tried, if you're tired of late night cravings and you want to regain control, I have the perfect solution for you. My break free from nighttime eating guide is here to help you take charge of your relationship with food after dark. This free guide offers you a clear path to overcome those nighttime temptations. In just three simple steps, you'll learn how to understand the emotional triggers behind your late night eating habits, create a calming evening routine, and harness the power of nutrition to reduce those late night cravings. If you're ready to take the first step towards feeling in control around food at night, just click the link in the show notes to grab your free break free from nighttime eating guide. You can also follow the link in my bio on Instagram to snag your copy. Okay, my friends, on to our topic for this episode. Today, we are tackling a topic that's universally relatable, and that is food cravings. I mean, that's the name of the podcast. So if you're listening to me, you probably struggle with cravings. So have you ever wondered what your cravings might be trying to tell you? Well, if you have, or even if you haven't, that's what we're talking about today. We're going to decode the messages behind your food cravings. Now, I want to start by saying that many of us, when struggling with cravings, we just want them to go away. We want nothing to do with them. We want to ignore them. We just wish they weren't there. Our cravings tend to lead to um, overeating. Um, Overeating foods, especially that are high in sugar, salt, fat, or refined carbohydrates. And these are usually the foods we are trying not to overeat. And that usually don't feel good in our body when we do overeat them. So instead of running away from your cravings, resisting them, and just wanting them to disappear... I invite you to get curious about your cravings. Yes, I want you to lean into your cravings, that urge to eat, and see what it is telling you. Cravings are signals from our body that there is an unmet need. When we ignore that need, our cravings persist and get stronger. However, when we fulfill that need, our cravings subside and we feel so much better. So let's get curious and dive into what your cravings are telling you. Now, there are three different types of cravings that I want to talk about today and what each one is telling us. And those cravings are emotional cravings, physical cravings, and habitual cravings. So first, let's look at the emotional connection of our cravings. Cravings can often have an emotional root. For many of us, reaching for a specific food is a way to deal with things like stress, sadness, or boredom. 
So why do we find ourselves craving ice cream after a long, stressful day? Food cravings can often be linked to our emotional connection with food. Now, here's what they might be telling us. So number one, we might need comfort and stress relief. So cravings for comfort foods like chocolate, ice cream, or pizza may indicate a desire for emotional comfort or stress relief. Now, many people turn to these familiar indulgent foods when they are feeling anxious, sad, low, right? Next, it might be telling us that that we want some sort of reward or celebration. Cravings for food associated with celebrations, like things like cake or champagne, can signify a desire for rewards and positive experiences. These cravings might be linked to the desire for joy and celebration. We just want to celebrate. Next, we might be craving nostalgia. So cravings for foods from our past, like our favorite childhood snack or meal, can be tied to feelings of nostalgia and this desire to reconnect with those positive memories from the past. Next, we have emotional suppression. Sometimes craving for certain foods may be a way of suppressing or dealing with negative emotions. You may use food as a distraction from feeling sad or being angry or any uncomfortable emotion. Maybe we have a lack of fulfillment. Frequent cravings for specific foods could also suggest that your emotional needs are not being met in other areas of your life. For, um, for some of us, food may serve as a substitute for emotional fulfillment. Maybe you're not fulfilled in your career or a relationship, and food helps to create that fulfillment. And then lastly, we have boredom. Boredom is huge, and I think it's like people don't, it's not on their radar. When clients come to me, they have no clue that they're eating out of boredom. Now, cravings for food can Um, can arise from boredom. And when you're not mentally engaged, like your brain's not stimulated, eating can become a way to pass the time. Eating is entertaining, right? It stimulates our our, uh, taste buds and it makes us feel good. We would much rather have that stimulation and that entertainment than feel bored. Now, understanding your food cravings in the context of your emotional state is a step toward making more mindful and balanced choices. Now, it's important to differentiate between physical hunger and emotional hunger. And I know um, I have, I don't want to say many podcasts. I know I have a podcast on this. I didn't pull it up, but there's one on there. Um. And so we we look at our emotional cravings, our emotional hunger. So now we're going to look at physical hunger or those physical cravings. So looking at physical hunger, your cravings can be your body's way of communicating its nutritional needs. Right? We're, we have an unmet need nutritionally. So are you craving chocolate? It might be your body asking for more magnesium. Are you craving refined carbohydrates or sugar? Might be your body just asking for energy. 
Now, here's what your cravings might be telling you in regards to your physical hunger and nutritional needs. So number one, there might be specific nutrient deficiencies. So like I said, talking about chocolate, if we crave certain foods, another example is red meat, maybe we need iron. Dairy, maybe we need calcium. Might indicate a deficiency in a specific nutrient. Your body can sometimes sometimes signal its need for a particular nutrient through cravings. Our body is so smart, friends, right? We just need to listen to it. Oftentimes we want to ignore it. <laughs> They're like, oh, but I shouldn't be eating this much food. Like, well, your body kind of needs it. Okay, next, balancing macronutrients. So you might have some sort of macronutrient imbalance. So craving a balance of carbohydrates, fats, and proteins can be your body's way of seeking a well-rounded diet. Think of craving uh, protein might indicate a need for muscle repair, while the craving for carbs could be related to energy. I just need more energy. Um, Hydration. Next is hydration. So we might be dehydrated. Sometimes what seems like food cravings may actually be your body's way of signaling thirst. Dehydration can be mistaken for hunger, which leads to cravings. Um, so just being aware of like, how much water am I drinking throughout the day? Maybe I need to up my water intake. Next, we have metabolic needs. So intense physical activity or a high metabolic rate can lead to cravings for increased food intake. Now, this is your body's way of meeting its energy demands. Basically, if you exercise a lot or moving a lot, uh, maybe you work in manual labor, you are going to want to eat more food to help give your body the energy it needs to be active, right? Food equals energy. Your body needs energy. The more energy you uh, you expel, you put out, you're going to need more energy putting in. Okay. Um, next is hormonal changes. So hormonal fluctua- fluctuations, such as um, those experienced during menstruation for women of childbearing years, they can lead to cravings for specific foods which may be influenced by the changes in serotonin levels. Um, This also refers to eating different foods during our cycle. Um, There's a concept called cycle cycle sinking. Um, There's a book, I I believe it's called In the Flow, if you want to know more about it. But it's just how we eat, how we exercise, and how we just kind of go through our day is going to be different. based on the um, part of the cycle that we're in. Okay, so give your body what it needs, right? There might be times, especially when you're on your cycle, that your body craves fattier, heartier foods, right? Just give it what it needs during that time. And then you'll notice that at other times, your body will want lighter and more carby foods, This is all okay, my friends. We're not meant to eat the same exact thing every single day for the rest of our life, right? Our body goes through changes and fluctuations. It depends how much we are moving, how much we're working out. Our body is going to need different food requirements based on all these different criteria. 
Okay. So by balancing your nutrition and giving your body what it needs, including enough water and including hydration, you will be giving your body the fuel it needs to give you energy, which in turn can help calm your cravings. Okay, so we've talked about our emotional connection to cravings and our nutritional connection to cravings. Now I want to talk about our habitual patterns, our habits, and what our cravings may be telling us about our habits. Now, have you ever found yourself craving popcorn when you're at the movies or maybe a bag of chips when you're watching TV? Habits can play a significant role in our food cravings. I don't know about you, but I just get close to a movie theater and I'm like, "Mm, some popcorn sounds good right now, right? We just have that association. So food cravings can offer insights into our habitual patterns and behaviors. Um, And here's a few things. So we have emotional patterns. So frequent cravings for specific comfort foods, um, maybe things like ice cream or cookies or mac and cheese may indicate a habit of turning to food for emotional comfort or stress relief. You know, we feel sad and we turn to food for comfort to help us deal with the sadness. And we turn this into a habit. Anytime we feel sad, we turn to the same food. Maybe it's ice cream. Maybe it's cookie dough. So essentially what we have is we have like we ate emotionally, like we ate to help us deal with unwanted emotions. And we did it enough times that it became automatic. It became a habit. So now whenever we feel sad, we eat the ice cream. Okay. Number two, cultural or social habits. So cravings for certain dishes or snacks may be linked to cultural or social traditions. Um, These cravings can reveal the influence of your cultural background and the habits of those around you. So we just crave things that it it almost connects with that nostalgia, right? Um, Especially if we're not connected to our culture. I've worked with women who have moved to the U.S. from different countries And so eating foods that are traditional to the country that they were born and raised in is comforting for them. Okay, next is meal timing. So if you often experience cravings at specific times of the day, it might indicate a habitual eating pattern. So for example, mid-afternoon cravings could be related to a regular afternoon snack. So if you always have a snack at 2 p.m., then around 1.50, 1.55, your mouth might start watering and you're going to crave some food. This is just because you have created the habit of eating at 2 p.m. Your body is like used to getting some food, getting that dopamine at 2 p.m. And 1.55 comes around and you're like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's do it. And then, of course, if you pass it, your body's going to be like, um where's my snack? Where's my snack? I'm ready. I'm here. Let's do it. (laughs) Okay. Um, So next is environmental triggers. So cravings triggered by environmental cues. Um, Think of like passing a bakery and you smell like the delicious donuts coming out of there, or you pass the golden arches and then all of a sudden you're like 
craving French fries, right? They can reveal the impact of your surroundings on your eating habits. So just notice, like, if I start to crave something, like, where am I? What are my, my, uh, my environmental surroundings? Am I at work? Am I at home? Am I out in, I almost said the real world, (laughs) out, out, like out and about in the town or city, wherever you live. Um, This is all the real world, by the way, just in case you didn't know. Um, But like, where are you? What is your environment? What might be some environmental triggers, some things that like make you think of specific foods? Okay. Uh, reward system. So cravings for, for particular foods after think of like completing a a task, um, big accomplishments, um, or as a reward, they can indicate a habit of using food as a reward mechanism. So this is very common and oftentimes goes back to our childhood when we were rewarded, um, for good grades, or we like went to the doctor and we got a shot right? And so we get a treat. We go like, go get ice cream afterwards, or we get our report card and the grades are good. So we get ice cream, right? So we associate this accomplishment with food. And so we accomplish something and we're like, uh, where's my treat? Where's my treat? And we're, we're just craving a treat. Um, and then lastly, I want to talk about mindless eating. So frequent cravings, especially when you're not hungry, you're not physically hungry, may be a sign of mindless or habitual eating. These habits can develop over time and are not necessarily linked to actual hun- hunger. Um, so I think of like, just like walking into the kitchen and opening the fridge. Like I'm not even hungry, but I'm standing in front of the fridge and it's open and I'm like grabbing some grapes out of the fruit drawer. Or I walk by the pantry and I grab a handful of pretzels, right? It's just like this, this mindless eating, right? And oftentimes this happens when um, there's like at an office, think of an office and there's always like a bowl of candy or some nuts or some cracker. There's always something, right? And so we just walk by this desk that has the, the bowl of candy on it and we grab the candy, okay? We don't know why. It's not like we necessarily really want it. We're just grabbing it and eating it. So really understanding the relationship between cravings and your habits can be a useful step in making more mindful choices and potentially changing unhealthy patterns. So this is all about awareness, my friends, right? We're just here to become aware and start to listen to what our cravings are telling us because we're so used to being like, no, no, I don't want this craving. I want to resist it. I want to avoid it. I'm going to at all costs, I don't want it to be here because we could go a little bit even further and say, because we think we shouldn't be eating the food. Okay. But if we actually look at our cravings and we're like, what is this telling me? What am I not giving myself that I think food will fill me up, that food will solve this problem? There's an unmet need there And so really getting curious and really noticing and just being mindful about your cravings, looking at them and asking, what is this telling me? Is this an emotional craving? Is this a physical craving or is this a habitual craving? Okay. So 
so important to interpret food cravings, my friends, and to just lean into them and get curious about them. Because once we give ourselves what we actually need, our food cravings diminish. They get smaller. They get less um, urgent and less strong. So I hope you've gained a better understanding of your food cravings and what they might be telling you. Now, remember, cravings are a completely normal part of life, right? But with this knowledge and strategies, you can take control of your relationship with food. Okay, my friends, thanks for tuning in. This is all I have for you today. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review if you enjoyed this episode. And join me for the next episode where I share how to take control of your relationship to food. Hey, my friends, until next time. Bye, y'all.